Hey guys, what's up? And welcome to the 20 something podcast. I'm your host, Tiana. And I'm your other host, Mary Hannah. And today we're going to be talking about confessions of an Enneagram one and four. Tiana identifies as a one on the Enneagram and I identify as a four. So we're kind of just going to be talking about what we've learned and kind of things that we've noticed since um, learning about the Enneagram. But before that, <laughs> um, Tiana, any updates? Um, uh, nothing really new. I kind of moved apartments. Um, I moved in with my brother uh, who lives in Murray Hill, like Midtown area of Manhattan, um, partially because my lease is up the end of July anyway, and partially just because it was easier in a lot of ways to just do that than to stay where I was at or to find somewhere else. Um, Cause he, both of his roommates are gone until like literally forever. So there's just empty rooms. It's a big apartment, it's three bedrooms. So I'm now here until further notice, probably September or October ish. Um, and it's been really nice. Like, I'm commuting into Brooklyn for work, but honestly, I don't mind. The train ride's pretty easy, and I can bike um, if the weather's nice. And so it's just kind of – it's a lot quieter here. Um, it's a lot safer. <laughs> we mm-hmm. have doormen, and there's no sleeping, sleeping um, – crackheads in front of my door which is literally <laughs> an actual thing that happened so I had to jump over him to get into my apartment so that's nice yeah yeah so there's there's, <laughs> there's none of that so that's nice that's really nice that you get to move in with him yeah and we make good roommates he's a little more social than I am so sometimes he comes in and like just wants to chit chat he'll be he's funny because he'll be like oh yeah I definitely like living alone and like having my own space but he's such a social person that like Mm -hmm. when he says that and when I say it we mean two very different things yeah and so (laughs) like when I'm like I like my own space and to live alone I mean like literally like I could sit in solitude for 48 hours and not feel bad about it but he like he just loves to talk to people (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I update. Good. Well, I'm at the beach right now with my family, and um, it's actually raining today, which is kind of unfortunate. But um, we were sitting on the beach this morning, like thinking the rain was going to come later, and it just started like downpouring. And me and my sister just looked at each other, and we were like, "Yeah, we're not leaving." So we sat there in the rain. <laughs> For, like, probably an hour, and it kind of, like, it let up. Like, it stopped raining, and then it started raining again. So, he came up, and I took a nice hot shower, and I'm feeling nice and cozy now. But That's um, the best. Like, when you are, like, all cozy, and it's raining outside, that's literally, mm-hmm. like, the best. Like, you can't beat that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like things just feel better at the beach, mm-hmm. you know? Like... Even though it's raining, like, I don't really care that much. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And also, food tastes better at the beach. That's a fact. It's probably because there's salt in the air and salt enhances flavor. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> no, me and my friend were talking about how, like, pizza at the beach tastes better, like, stuff like that. I genuinely and think that's I just reason. thought it was, like, the vibe of the beach, but maybe you're right. <laughs> I mean, I literally just pulled that out my butt, but, like, I, I genuinely, like, that would make sense because, like, the air is salty by the beach because it's just all over the place and, like, salt enhances flavor. Like, it's a known thing, so... That does make sense. Yeah, I don't know. I just made that up, but I mean, we could do some research. Yeah, we could do some research. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, in case you're wondering, I am only slightly less pale than I was before. Hey, that's good. It is good. I'm just a fair skinned gal, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the rest of my family is like, super tan and bronzed and so it's unfortunate but i don't tan either which is like like i have the faintest tan line from literally spending an entire day at the beach a couple weekends ago and like Mm -hmm. both of my brothers get so dark and i just kind of like burn sometimes and then other times nothing happens but like very rarely do i actually get darker which is so strange but Mm -hmm. yeah i have noticed that yeah you're the same shade year round (laughs) (laughs) yeah notice how you're like kind of pale too (laughs) literally though no i am like i'm like during Mm -hmm. the winter there are some points in the winter where i'm like exceptionally pale like yeah like straight because my undertone is not pink it's like I don't even know. It's like, it's, it's like kind of olive. Yeah, it's like a mix between pink and olive. And so I'm like, it's it's weird. I don't even know. So I just get really white. Like, it's a different shade of white than like a white person, but it's still really pale. So I don't even know mm-hmm. like what color it is, but it is very light, whatever it is. Are those sirens out your window? Yes. Welcome to New York. <laughs> I think that happened last time we were recording, too. That's going to happen every time. There's always sirens. It's just the way that it is. <laughs> it is. It is what it, it is. It is what it is. <laughs> Are you still on TikTok? No. Okay, I didn't think so. It Not much has changed since you left. Okay, cool. Not like I actually do anything, but like the videos. <laughs> Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Also, today I found a huge, like, full length mirror, like one of the really nice ones that you put in, like, your living room or something. I found one uh, in the trash. Like, it wasn't even in the trash, it was just by the trash because they were throwing it out. This is the great thing about New York. People throw out some of the nicest stuff because they don't know what to do with it, they don't want to move it. Like, so many different things. So, and and right now a lot of people are leaving. And so there's actually just like a lot of furniture kind of just everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I was literally, literally this morning, I went in my brother's room because he has a mirror in there and there's no mirror in the room that I'm in. And I was like, just trying to look at my outfit really fast. And then I was like, I was like, all right, yeah, I need to get my own mirror but they're expensive and I really wanted a nice one. And so they are expensive. Yeah. Like I don't understand that. It's a piece of glass, like chill. Mm-hmm, yeah. But I, I was like, okay, I need a nice one. Like I'm going to save up. I'm going to get one. I go downstairs to do the laundry 
and I look out the door and out the door, like it's in the, the laundry's in the basement and there's a door to like this like patio area. And then there's also like a section over where they put all the trash to be collected. And so it's not on the street and like literally right smack through the doorway. There's this beautiful full length, like, so like, it's so nice, this huge mirror. And I was like, what in the world? So I like (laughs) finished doing my laundry. And then I was like, wow, look, I got my mirror. So I bring it upstairs. And I was like, hey, look, I got my mirror. (laughs) And he was like, what in the world? That's so nice. So there's like a teeny tiny, like, chip in the bottom corner. And like, that's it. And I was like, wow, this is oh my gosh, so convenient. Like literally I've wanted a mirror like this for so long. Like when I get my own place, this is going probably in the living room because it's like that kind of mirror. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Dang. my room is pretty big here, so I definitely have space for it. But Oh, that's so funny. I feel like that stuff happens to you, though. Really? I feel like I never yeah. have good luck. I feel like I always have the worst. I don't know. I feel like random stuff happens to you. Random stuff does happen to me. It, it yeah. a lot of times isn't good, but it's random. Like it's just kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. Like bizarre stuff just be happening. Mhm, mhm. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of bizarre, oh. our numbers. <laughs> no. <kidding. laughs> <laughs> oh man, I like literally don't even remember. The last time I touched my Enneagram book, like, because I think, like, at the end of high school, I was, like, really, really into it and, like, extremely invested into learning mm-hmm. about everything, specifically my number, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, I still know a lot about it, but I'm definitely not as invested as I used to be, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like... I kind of go in and out because it depends on what's going on around me and like who I'm around. Cause I yeah. know, I know a lot about a lot of the numbers. And so <laughs> I, I I'll think a lot of my friends use me as like a, a resource. And, mm-hmm. and I also know a lot of the books and everything. So a lot of times, like I'll pull whatever I remember or what I know, and then I'll recommend them like a site or a book or something to go like research more of whatever they're asking about. Yeah. Yeah. Cause at this point it's like, I already know what, like what I need to know. And then if people have more questions that I can't answer, I'll just refer them to either someone else of their same number or to a book. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like, low-key like some people just have no idea yeah not the enneagram is so not not low-key just outside of like college ministry yeah they're like huh (laughs) i got my entire dance department hooked on it by accident and that's probably one of my proudest moments because it honestly like aided like it's it was like a grapevine thing like you know just like one person Mm -hmm. was like oh wait that's so cool that i'm this like and then just started talking about it to more and more people. And, like, it just spread so fast because our department just loves to talk about stuff. So, like, <laughs> it, it actually ended up being, like, pretty beneficial, I think, for just the department community as a whole. Like, people would be like, oh, wait, what's that person's number? Like, they're doing this today. Like, like what's their number? Like, real quick. And then somebody would be like, oh, I think they're this number. And they'd be like, oh, that makes sense. Like, she's probably feeling this way. Like, it, 
it almost yeah, yeah, like yeah. made things just function better because people wouldn't be as like touchy about certain stuff, which was mm-hmm. really interesting, like totally unintentional, but it was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that's like why right. the Enneagram is helpful in the first place. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to get my swim team to get into it. It's a struggle. <laughs> because <laughs> like people learn about their number and then be like la di da di da right yeah but i mean it's helpful to know about yourself but yeah i find it i think more helpful to know about other numbers yeah i think for sure like initially get to know yourself and then once you do that like i think the whole like at least for me the whole reason i wanted to learn more was to learn more about other people like mm-hmm. right off yeah. the bat i just was like i want to understand others better and yeah I feel like this is the best tool I've found so far to do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, me too. Screw Myers Briggs. <laughs> Honestly, actually, I've never been a huge fan of Myers Briggs. Like, actually, mm-hmm. I liked it at first, but yeah. I kind of feel like a lot of people got the same type as me that weren't actually. I don't know. Were you feeling not not very authentic and special? Yes. <laughs> Were you feeling a little less unique? <laughs> I was. No, I just feel like it's not as accurate. Like I think I think it tends to be accurate if you know yourself because I think the thing yeah. about the Enneagram tests is they're designed to work well even if you don't know yourself that well mm-hmm. because it's yeah. supposed to help you get to know yourself. Myers-Briggs is only useful if you already know enough about your if you're already self-aware. So, yeah, because you have to be so honest when you're answering the questions. When right. the Enneagram, other people can type you, which, okay, right. you're not supposed to do, but, like... Oh, I do it. Oh, all the time, man. I just, I think I'm people so, who just, don't know anything about the Enneagram, and I'm like, I bet they're this number, yeah. and they just don't know it. Oh, for sure. I do that. Oh, my gosh. I literally, like, live to do that in my head. <laughs> 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 but then, like... I think I okay. So how I explain it is Myers Briggs tells you what you are, in parentheses, if you are self aware, and yeah. Enneagram tells you why you are what you are. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. and that's kind of it. And also Myers Briggs is not a very, it's not a very useful tool to get to know other people very well because they'll be like, there's so many combinations. First off that it's hard to mm-hmm. get to know each one if you're trying to learn them all. And then second of all, like I'm an INTJ. That's like not a very common one. And it's like even less common in females, I think. And so people will be like, INTJ, like what? And it's so yeah, like, I used to know what it was, but, and then, and then a lot of people are like, well, what, what does that mean? And you're like, ah, it means, and then you kind yeah. of just try to like explain yourself and you don't even know how, mm-hmm. so you're just kind of stuck, yeah. but yeah. So that's why I'm not the biggest fan of INTJ. Before we hop in, if you're not driving, then you can head over to the Apple podcast app and leave us a rating and review. Because I feel as if not everybody makes it to the end of our episodes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We and see you guys. Yeah, we know what's up. We, <laughs> we know, know. We know you click off before yeah. we finish saying what we have to say. Yeah. So take a minute and go. First of all, you can do. Follow little... us on Instagram. Too. Yeah. And tag us 
like tag us in stuff if you post about listening to our episodes we've received a lot of messages from you guys but like we want to share those because those are like really sweet and awesome and so we Mm want to like share them share them with the class so if you yeah put us on your story tag us and share and we'll share it and we want to be your bffs yeah our instagram is at 20 dot something dot podcast and my instagram is at mary hannah and tiana's is at tiana dot kangaroo so yeah there you go there's I that let's dive in to what's wrong with us Woo. <laughs> let's just talk give a brief overview of our types like i said earlier i'm a type four and i'm just gonna read the type four in brief from the enneagram institute this says fours are self-aware sensitive and reserved they're emotionally honest creative and personal but can also be moody and self-conscious Withholding themselves from others due to feeling vulnerable and defective, they can also feel disdain and exempt from ordinary ways of living. They typically have problems with melancholy, self-indulgence, and self-pity. At their best, they're inspiring and highly creative. They're able to renew themselves and transform their experiences. And our basic fear is that we have no identity or personal significance, and our basic desire is to find ourselves and significance slash to create an identity. Nice. Oh, yeah. That's me. But there's also another thing about fours. Let me just add this is that they're very complex and highly misunderstood, which when I first heard that, I was like, yes, (laughs) (laughs) we are like onions in my opinion. Yeah. So yeah, there's just, and there's a lot to every number too. So that's just something also to keep in mind. Ones are, they are titled the reformers. They have a sense of a mission that leads them to want to improve the world in various ways. Um, They strive to overcome adversity, particularly moral adversity so that the human spirit can shine through and make a difference. They strive after higher values, even at the cost of greater personal sacrifice. Uh, They tend to be practical action people. They wish to be useful in the best sense of the word. On some level of consciousness, they feel that they have a mission to fulfill in life, if only to try their best to reduce the disorder they see in their environment. Um, a lot of times they're described as the perfectionist because they want to be, they always want to do good and they want to do what is right. Whatever, uh, obviously every person who is a one feels differently about what is right and what isn't. But, um, especially as like a Christian one, it's def- like, it's a lot of pressure to just sit there and be like, I need to do what is right at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And that's kind of the overview, like basic whatever about ones. Um, I mean, our basic fear is literally just to be corrupt, evil, or defective. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And we, our basic desire is to be good, have integrity, and be balanced. So, yeah. And also for me, for fours and growth, I lean towards the healthy habits of a one and in stress I go to the unhealthy habits of a type two. 
So when you're healthy, you look just like me. Yes. <laughs> when I'm unhealthy, I look like Mary Hannah because ones go to four in stress. So. Yes. And that's very true. I, mm-hmm. I have big four energy. Honestly, I have a lot of big four energy anyway. Um, I think that's because mm-hmm. I'm an artist. And yeah, I think, I don't know if it's that I have big four energy or big artist energy because four is kind of like, not that fours do this, but people tend to monopolize artistry into being a four, which is totally not true at all. I know lots of other numbers that are also artists, but like, yeah, yeah. because fours are like, so in their feelings and all that, and they are mm-hmm. a lot of times artists because of that. Um, I think that, I, I don't know if that means I'm just have big artist energy or big four energy but I do I do feel very four-ish some days so yeah yeah sometimes if I'm like productive I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> I'm a one <laughs> <laughs> look at this organization that I just did I know. yeah that's a struggle for me man <laughs> I have like big underlying two energy though which a lot of fours mm. don't have yeah so that's weird but do you go to a seven in stress um, yes. Okay, yeah. Or, no, 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 no. Wait. I go to seven. In, no, I go to four in stress. I go to seven in No, it's seven in health. Okay, yeah. yeah. That makes more sense. A lot I of said people, that. when they first meet me, like, mistake me for a seven, which is good, I guess. Mm-hmm. It mean, but it also, like, sometimes means that, like, I can also act really well because sometimes I won't be doing well, but they'll still think that I have a lot of seven qualities if they're just meeting me. Yeah, yeah. I've had people say I'm a two, like, right off the bat. And I'm like, (laughs) you're funny. (laughs) No. (laughs) Anyways. So I guess I'll just start off with my first thing. When I first read about my number, I literally hated it because this was, like, a while ago. I was in high school, and I took the test. And every time I took it, it said I was a two, but I didn't really, like, think anything of it I was like okay I'm a two whatever I don't really care and then my sister read the road back to you and she told me I was a four and so I read it and I kind of just had this like look on my face of like distress and like disgust almost (laughs) because the thing about the Enneagram is like it points out your flaws (laughs) and so I was like so irritated that it was calling me out on the stuff that I did which I think a lot of people I hate the Enneagram at first because of that. And I definitely was not a huge fan. But I think one that's of the so things... funny. I like, <laughs> yeah. I, I hear a lot of people say they hate it. And like initially because you're like, ouch. But when I first did it, I it was, hurt my feelings. I was so <laughs> excited because ones first off think that they like suck. Like they're just like, we are like, ones are constantly trying to be good and do good because we just like, have this inner critic that's always like, you're not that. And so when I was like, wait, there are other people that feel this exact same way. Like I felt so validated because I was like, I don't suck. It's just like how I was like, how my brain is wired. And then, Mm -hmm. so it helped me immediately, almost like almost instantly realize like I had like been accepting a lot of like inner lies from my inner critic. And then, yeah, Secondly, I was like, I was just, I was glad to have something that was like helping me be better, which is such a one thing, but I was like, I was like, wait, 
all of these things are things that I can work on. And so I was mm-hmm. like, wait, I can be better now. And so I was like, in it, like right off the bat, like out the gate, just stoked to hear mm-hmm. all of my flaws. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I well, already yeah, knew all and, of them. <laughs> yeah. And it's nice to know that there are other people like you mm-hmm. or who think similar to you, which I know like people always joke about force can't be friends because we want to be like the most unique person in the room but i know like always been like i love having friends who are fours because we think alike Mm -hmm. and i think that's so nice to have because i feel like i'm going crazy half the time which i am but anyways yeah (laughs) (laughs) one of the first flaws that i noticed um well, with myself and this is that fours do a push and pull with their community and like friends around them. And so kind of how I, how I do a push and pull is whenever I am like under stress or I feel like I, because I think fours also have a really big fear of abandonment. And that comes into major play that they do this because when someone gets too close, we want to push them away. Um, But we also want to see if they're going to come back. And so it's like, it's kind of hard to explain because I didn't know that I did it until I read about being a four. And when we push people away, we withdraw from others. But really when we do that, it's when we need people to like come to us. So I don't, it's hard for me to think of an example. This also makes you seem like a horrible person, low key, because it's kind of manipulative, but I don't know that I'm doing it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm doing it at the time. It's like how a three wears a mask. Like they don't know that they're wearing a mask. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know that I do this until I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I see now that I just like shove somebody away. But then I wanted them back. So, uh yeah. (laughs) That's super fun. It's so fun. (laughs) For me, my first, like, confession of a one is that this is kind of like an anti-whatever, but a lot of people tend to think that ones are OCD, and I am not OCD. Like, Oh, yeah. My mom is a one, and she is not. Yeah, like. Like, 100% not. We're organized people because we work better in order. Like, that's literally, like, our desire in the world is to have order. So Mm -hmm. we want things to be orderly. That doesn't mean we we scrub the kitchen floor with a toothbrush. Like, (laughs) I I am also, like, back to being, like, a big, big artist energy, like – I like my room to have, like, everything has a place and everything needs to be in its place, but my room gets messy. It doesn't get dirty. It just gets messy because I'll get, like, worked into, like, a project or I'll start something and then I just kind of, like, leave it for Mm -hmm. a while and then it just kind of, like, it just, I don't know. Yeah, it just kind of, it just, (laughs) it just stays there for a while. (laughs) But I, I definitely am, 
like that's just a big misconception like people hear one and they're like oh my gosh do you like clean all the time like no I actually hate cleaning so much like I do it because it's necessary for me to function healthily in my life I need to have things be clean um and when my room gets messy I start to get stressed but Mm -hmm. I'm nowhere close to being OCD for sure Mm -hmm. yeah I think something else that is like a confession of fours is um, waiting to do something until we're in the right mood. Um, I am so unproductive if I am not like okay or whatever. I find it so, so hard because if I'm not like at my best and I feel like it's not like worth it and the issue with that is that I have like (laughs) such a large emotional range that I could go through all the motions in an hour and so like I could just be waiting all day to feel okay and be in the right mood fours let their feelings control them which is not common for other types Mm -hmm. since we're so feeling oriented like We just feel like, we just feel all the time, essentially. Uh (laughs) And it's something that's really bothered me about myself. And it's something that I've noticed more and more. And I also have noticed that if I'm not in a good mood, I don't want to be around people because I don't want to make them feel worse. Uh And so I think that's why fours tend to withdraw sometimes more than other numbers in stress. Yeah. Yeah. I would say off of that kind of like waiting to do things or something like that. Um, I do this and I know other ones do this as well, especially if they have a wing nine because I I have a wing nine and this is just how I function. But I will avoid doing things just so I don't do them wrong. Mm-hmm. So if there's like the potential of me messing something up, I would rather just not start it. And so, like, that goes into how I do schoolwork. That goes into how I dance. Like, if I am asked to do something or I have a deadline for something and I feel that there is a high percent chance that I won't do it correctly, I will avoid that like the plague. Like, I will (laughs) put it off for so long, which which is very, like, counter one because ones don't procrastinate we don't like to do that mm-hmm. nines do though nines yes. nines are big procrastinators but it is the one in me that like initiates the procrastination because the one in me is like I don't want to do that because I don't want to get it wrong and then the nine in me is like yeah let's just avoid that and we'll yeah. just we'll just sit and <laughs> we'll wait until we really just have to do it so it's um it's a fun little system that I have going on <laughs> when that happens sometimes. So. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like I I feel like there's a lot of similarities between ones and fours because we're in our heads so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Something else that I and I don't know how extreme this is for every type four but I mean like for me I think that a lot of fours get defensive when they feel rejection Uh 
Like, yeah. It's like a fat punch in the face. Like, because (laughs) we already have, like, a lot of struggle with our identity um, and feeling understood that when we are rejected, it's like another setback. Um, And kind of similar is when someone um, labels us as something that we don't feel like we are. For instance, I've had people call me a visco girl. And I said, excuse me? Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not. Thank you. And I don't think I am. Um, I don't want to identify myself as that. Not like there's anything wrong with being a visco girl. There's not. I'm just not that basic. (laughs) Let's wait. Let's roll that back. There's nothing wrong with being a visco girl. The thing is, is that she's a four and fours like to be the individualist. And yes, that is not. And when you can be categorized, that makes you not individual. So let's just, yes, let's set that up. If you're a visco girl, you're fine. (laughs) You're fine. It's just, I'm not fine. (laughs) I'm the problem, not the visco girl. You know what I mean? (laughs) There we go. There we go. Yeah. It's me, not you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I hate that. I hate labels. They freak me out, but that's just another another oh. thing. Oh boy. <laughs> um, let's see. Anybody who knows me would not say I'm an emotional person. Like, I don't think. Like I'm not. Like, obviously I'm not void of emotions, but I'm not <laughs> I'm not the girl who's gonna be crying like anywhere around anybody like I'm you're not gonna see me walking around like all in my feels like if I am like having an off day I tend to just be stoic rather than emotional so like Mm -hmm. I go towards that rather than showing of emotions and it's not that I'm not feeling them it's just that that I just don't physically show my emotions like that so but I think that a lot of times people mistake that for being like void of empathy and feeling because I'm not going to be the person that cries with you, but I, I will, I'm very empathetic. And so oh, yeah. I think that mm-hmm. that's something that unless you're like, I think, I think people who know me know that, but people who don't know me, I get that people, they're like scared of me sometimes or whatever. And so they don't want to like be emotional around me because they're like, ah, oh, because you scare me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, actually, like, <laughs> if you're emotional around me, like, I'm going to be there for you. I'm not going to yeah. cry. I'm not going to cry with you. I 100%, like, there have been, I can count on one hand the amount of times, like, one of my friends has been crying about something and I have cried with them, like, just for them. Like, it wasn't something that hurt me, but, like, it hurt them, so I was crying. I will feel that. I'm just not going to cry. Like, mm-hmm. I'm 100% there with you in your feelings I'm just not going to cry about it. Like, <laughs> and maybe I will later. It's just like, I have to be alone to like release my emotions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, I get that. Even I know fours are like super emotional and I am very emotional, but I'm not expressive with it a lot of the times, mm-hmm. especially cause I'm a wink five. And so yeah. like, I hate crying in front of people. Oh my gosh, it makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> and whenever it happens, I'm like, oh, like I feel so guilty about it. Um, but 
I don't know. No, I know, know what you mean. You're actually one of, like, the more empathetic people that I know, so. Oh. I am actually pretty empathetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are. I promise I, I care. <laughs> she does. She does. Me and her were talking about how twos feel the need to be friends with everyone and to love everyone, which is great, obviously. But the thing that I struggle with is, like, I... I can't have that many friends or like I can't care about that many people because I feel so deeply and I only like have enough space to care for so many people. If that makes any sense. I don't know if it does, but like Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I think can't I, I don't know, like we kind of touched on this a little bit with molly in our other enneagram episode Mm -hmm. if you haven't listened to that listen to it after this anyways (laughs) (laughs) Um, molly's a two if anybody in listening to this is a two and wants to hear more about twos yeah yeah um but because my relationships mean so much to me and because i care so much like i can't like emotionally and mentally care about like like 50 people in a room like I don't know because I can't like put my energy into everyone um which I think is something that fives do as well mm-hmm. I could be wrong but I think they no, do that. Think I'm not sure right. I'm not sure if wing threes do that as much but I definitely do and I think it's also like like I desire like deep conversations and deep relationships really and like I know I can't get that with everyone, and so I don't get it with everyone. Mm-hmm. So, but I do love everyone, just not always on a deep, emotional, connected level. <laughs> okay, because if you're my friend, I'm literally going to make you have like a deep conversation with me. Like, I'm like, we're talking about this. Let's get into it. There we go. <laughs> get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, let's talk about your feelings, shall we? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of one of those people that's like, mm, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah. Well, even, like, I have friends who are nines, and it took so long for them to open up to me. And I was like, oh, I'm going to wait for this. Like, I know you're going to open up. It just might take a minute. So. Yeah. I, I actually, I'm pretty good about being a very open book. I think it is rooted in me being just like inherently integral and honest. Like I just want to be an open book. And so Mm -hmm. I'll sit down and tell you just about anything, but I'm going to be so matter of fact about it. I think when I talk about things that like, like I don't state things like an emotional trauma, I state it as a factual, like historical, this is what happened. (laughs) Like, this is what I learned. This was hard. It's like a history lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't sit back and talk about like hard things that have happened from an emotional standpoint, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Like yeah. I, I talk about them like it is how it, like, this is what happened. Here you go. Like, and people it are is like, what it is. Yeah. Like people are like, Oh my gosh. And I'm like, I mean, it's fine. Like it happened. Like it sucks, yeah. but like, it's good now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I'm healthy, I'm like that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I totally know what you mean. Um, For my last one, I'll go ahead and make this my last one. Um, And I think this one's really important because I think 
another reason people get scared of me is they think, I don't know if they think this, but I don't, I don't know why you would be scared of someone otherwise. Like what, like what other things do you have to fear from somebody else? Like, I think that a lot of people think I'm judging them and I'm totally Mm. not like, absolutely not. I'm not judging you. I'm judging myself. So like, (laughs) if I'm ever like coming across really harsh it's probably more at me than it is at you. And like, if I'm upset, it's probably more internal than external reasons. Like, honestly, if it's coming out in a way that you're like, like if I'm internally frustrated and, and you don't think you did anything, you probably didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Probably. Like, I mean, not saying you didn't, but (laughs) Like maybe you did and maybe, maybe you just weren't paying close enough attention. But I think in general, I get more upset at myself than I do with other people because honestly, Mm -hmm. a lot of times, like I just kind of let stuff go. I'll like be like, yo, that was annoying for like five seconds. And then I'll move past. And then people will be like, wait, are you like, like three days later, they'll be, I'll be like upset about something that happened to me like that morning that I like wish I had done differently or like I got like feedback on something I didn't like or something like that and I'll be kind of moody about it and then somebody be like are you still mad at me and I'm like what why 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 would I be mad at you and they're like well I don't know because like you were annoyed at me that one time for five minutes three days ago and I'm like yo I don't even remember that like it's fine I promise I'm not not that deep it's really it's me it's it's me it's not you (laughs) if we've learned anything from this episode it's that it's me not you which kind of <laughs> has me thinking, I think ones and fours have a huge tendency to victimize themselves and to mm-hmm. like always put the blame on themselves, which I know for a fact that I do. I always think it's my fault and it doesn't help that I'm super apologetic and empathetic either because I convince myself that it's my fault too. Mm-hmm. And so like something that's completely out of my control, I'll think it's like my wrongdoing and then I just hold on oh, to yeah. guilt for months and months. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I definitely mm-hmm. do that. I literally can think of a thousand times when I was a kid when I would get like upset about something and I would just be like, this is all your fault. Like you did that. And like literally so out of my control. Yeah. Like I was like five mm-hmm. and I'd be like, you did that. That was your fault. And it literally wasn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like. I think the more you talk to someone about their Enneagram and the more you learn about them, I think it, I think it helps your relationship, but also like (laughs) it shows you similarities between numbers as well Mm -hmm. and that we're all not that crazy. Big facts. (laughs) We really aren't. I mean, some of us are. I mean, I do feel insane, but anyways, I feel like. I think that's funny. I feel like fours often feel like they are crazy. And I think ones often think they're the only sane ones. <laughs> like, like ones, ones, because, because when I lean into my four, I do feel crazy. Like I'm literally always like, I feel like I, like something is wrong with me. Like, I'm just like, something has to be wrong with me. But then when I'm like, <laughs> that's how I feel fully, all the time times 10. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, when I'm like set in my one, like when I'm like being super one, I'm like, I am, I, I am, I am the so only in one control thinking, right now. 
I'm, yeah, I'm like, I'm the only person who is thinking clearly at this moment. And like, yeah. just, which is, both of those are not true. Yeah. Like, both extremes. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. No, I'm like, <laughs> I wish some people could go into my mind for just an hour so they could oh, understand same. what I go through. <laughs> this is how, sis. like, I process and think. Like, mm-hmm. it's a good time up here. It's a good time. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not even going to pretend it's not a good time. Ones do not have a good time. Like, No, I don't really think any number does. Internally. It's just, like, there's so many, like, it's just literally, like, voices in your head. Like, it sounds like you're crazy, but... I promise we're not. I don't know why we have this internal whatever <laughs> in our heads, but I think it's it's us and ones and there's one other number that has an inner critic. What? Which one is it? Um, it's the fives. Yeah, I was about to say five. I think. I think it's fives. Yeah. Which makes sense. Ones we, and fives are really similar, or is it three? We have the. It's. I'm. I'm not sure. Actually, I. I need to check that. Don't take my word on it. But it's literally like those things where you see the devil and the angel on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. That's literally what it's <laughs> like. It's literally like this, like people talking in one ear. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My head is Except like it's your voice. <laughs> you know, inside out. Mm-hmm. That's me, but sadness. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm kidding. Fours really aren't that sad. We're actually very happy sometimes. It's just... Sometimes. (laughs) Okay, we'll say this, though. People think fours are always depressed. Not true. It's just comfortable to be sad. Yeah. Which... Yeah, people people are going to be like, what do you mean? And I don't know how to explain it. Anyways. Yeah. This was good. I like this. A nice little chat. Yeah, I hope y'all learned something. Um, I'm gonna leave resources in the description of this podcast if y'all want to check out like books and websites and stuff to learn more about the Enneagram and to hopefully find your type. Um, and also feel free to DM us about any of this on our personal Instagrams or on our podcast Instagram. Because we love to chat. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. It's been a fun time. We don't have to do the outro because we did it already. So I hope you guys followed us. <laughs> By now, you should have already followed us on Instagram. So thank you. So we'll see you in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And we will meet you back here next week. Mm-hmm. And here's to being 20-something. Bye, guys.